The views and opinions expressed on WXOJLP are solely those of the original hosts and guests of their respective programs. These views and opinions do not necessarily represent those of Valley Free Radio Incorporated, its volunteers, or any other hosts, guests, or programs broadcasted on this station. If you would like to know more about Valley Free Radio, please visit us at valleyfreeradio.org. Happy birthday to you! Good evening, and welcome to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm Michael Dow. It's my birthday. Mazel tov to me. And with me tonight are uh, Susan Timberlake and George Claxton. More or less. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> Happy birthday, Mr. President. Thank you, Marilyn. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Yeah, Sue has her little white dress on, right? <laughs> now there's an image. <laughs> yes. You should see George's little white dress. <laughs> no, he, I think he's got, isn't he wearing the classic black tonight? He's just, I don't, yeah. I honestly. Well, in any case, I've got really good legs. It's true. <laughs> um, the legs of an athlete. <laughs> John Rowe. Well, I press 1,200 pounds. Holy maloli. Yeah. <laughs> yep, that's my leg press. Holy mackerel yeah you could actually move something heavy with that so um anyway before we get into talking about uh the interesting developments of the past week i should just mention that uh, we'd love to hear from you uh you can send us birthday greetings to me or i don't know comments about the show or world events just stuff in general um and you can do that to uh civil politics radio at valleyfreeradio.org is our email on twitter it's at civil politics fm on Facebook, we are facebook.com slash civilpoliticsradio. We also have a website, which has recordings of previous episodes of the show, uh, pictures of us looking like idiots, and various other knickknacks, links to things we talk about, and so forth. And that's quite simply civilpoliticsradio.com. So, um, yeah, what do you guys think uh, uh, of our act of war against Syria? Well, there's two ways of looking at it. One is, yes, it probably does constitute an act of work because he didn't get clearance from Congress before he did it. But two, they definitely had it coming. Uh, yeah. Okay. So you you believe the U.S. government and the, all the security folks, not Syria I, and Russia? I don't necessarily believe the U.S. government, but there were enough witnesses there, and there are doctors at the scene treating the people who were damaged by the gas. Uh, there's more than enough evidence to show that the gas came from the Syrian warplanes. They use MiG-21, so it was either the Syrians or the Russians. Uh because neither we nor any of our allies use MiGs. Yeah. And the the sort of damage that's being done is indicative of sarin gas. Yeah. Which is a virulent nerve agent 
and it is illegal to stockpile it under international agreements. So do you think which that Syria has signed, by the way? I believe. Yes. Yeah. Do you think that Assad never gave his <laughs> his stash that? to Russia? You know, thir- three and which, a half years ago, Russia which he was supposed to do. Yeah. Russia said they were going to guarantee that. Well, it it's was entirely possible Putin gave it back. <laughs> well, Put- Putin is not particularly nice fellow either. That's certainly true. Did you guys see that we um, we gave Russia a heads up through the hotline, yes. and so they had time so to they move had their time planes, to move their people out, yeah, and their planes if they wanted to. But of course, they would also have told the um, Assad. They would have told the Syrians to move their people out. Yeah. But I mean, Syrian si- is a particularly nasty gas. It yeah. Causes paralysis of the lungs. Yeah. So you effectively smother to death. And you're very much conscious while it's happening. Yeah. So all those dead children you saw, they knew they were dying. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, and I heard an account from one fellow who survived the sarin gas attack in 2013 who was near this area and said, like, oh, yeah, no, I know exactly what this is. This is the same uh. thing that happened to me before. So, um, yeah, I, I've, I've certainly heard people suggesting that uh, we can't trust the U.S. government and that the, the Syrians and the Russians are arguing that um, this was actually— uh, like po- like sarin gas that uh, uh, the rebels had that you know <laughs> like like ISIS or ISIL or whatever you want to call them that those kinds of people had and that uh, their stockpile blew up and that's wh- why everybody got infected. Isn't it fascinating that the Islamic State group has sarin gas and they've never used it before? Oh. These guys who don't mind chopping off people's heads, <laughs> setting people on fire, blowing up ancient monuments, and yet apparently they are. They draw the line at using nerve gas. Well, you're right. And I think the thing that, that's worth noting is I could certainly <sighs> believe that they would – I could believe that they could get their hands on sarin. I would believe that they would use it. Would I, and, and the Syrians are certainly claiming that they have used it. The thing that I do find – Is who are the victims? <laughs> no, is that uh, the Islamic State has denied using nerve gas. And it's like – you know, they're willing to, sh- they're, they're, they proudly post videos of themselves burning people to death, you In know. In a cage, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so it's like, if they're willing to do that, I, I'm like, are they really going to draw the line? I mean, they're already an outlaw state that has, like, lots of enemies around the world, so I don't see that it's going to make much difference to, um, Plus, uh, I mean, they, you know, they, say they that proudly they announced that... They were behind the guy who plowed over a bunch of people with an SUV in London a week ago. Yeah. You know, these are, these guys would be really happy to say, yep, we killed him. Yeah. So all of that so is sort to of say, an honor among thieves that, that there's a line and they're drawing it. I don't I don't. Well, I don't know that there's honor among thieves. Maybe they aren't interested. Maybe they can't get hold of it. Maybe they've got other things. To I do. think that if they had it, they'd have used it by now. And they certainly would have used it against the, one of the metros or something. Or yeah. Somewhere. And it's it's a it's a good terror weapon, um, which arguably is how the Syrian government is using it. But just regardless, it's just not. So why did Assad use it now? Well, I saw an article Th- in the this New York isn't Times. This is the first time he's used poison gas. Yeah. yeah, there's been rumors like the last two oh, or yeah. three years, right? But this, I mean, well, this was a... Well, I, I don't know if you read that article from the New York Times I read that I thought was kind of interesting. It offered the the idea, uh, and I'm not sure I necessarily agree with this analysis or, or, or you know, I don't want to be in the tank for it, but it just seemed like an interesting suggestion, that the point is that he's using poison gas to essentially sort of uh, 
create despair amongst uh, the people he's oh, fighting. to demoralize them at yes. all from fighting or doing because, anything. Because, A, it's horrible. And B, uh, you know, he's using a weapon. He's, he's flouting international law. He's doing something that is grossly illegal, that his government's promised not to do, that the rest of the world condemns. But what are they going to do about it? And so the argument is like, just to, I, just to emphasize, you guys are helpless. Like, I can do this to you. You can't stop me. And the rest of the world isn't going to do a damn thing to help you. And so... If if you buy that, so Trump that, may have given them re- some hope. Yeah, and actually buying that reading, so it's possible that, that that especially if this is not just sort of a one and done thing on Trump's part, which I suspect it will be. But nevertheless, if this is part of sort of a uh, a more sustained effort to uh, prevent the Syrians from using nerve gas and so forth, then yeah, actually, it is actually a positive step, um, albeit a risky and and. And uh, a, d- a dangerous one that will have consequences that will be shaking out for years to come. First, what do you think? I, I think that something else that we need to take into account here is that we have no idea how the Syrians are going to respond to this. We have no idea how the Russians are going to respond to this. And it's entirely possible that there are unforeseen uh, reactions to this. Mic problem. Okay, try it. Isn't Mike always yeah, do you a hear problem? Me now? Yeah. <laughs> Technical difficulties. Sorry, Sorry about that. Uh, but yeah. but yeah, we we have no idea what the possible repercussions of this strike are. But it was definitely well deserved. It is interesting. I find that amazing however, that both of you guys are kind of lining up on that side. That's interesting to me. I do, however, find it interesting that when Obama said that he was going to do this, this exact same thing, every Republican opposed him, including Donald Trump. Including Donald yep, Trump. Yep, and Congress, and yep, yep, yep. What's interesting is that Obama was going to go ask permission, and yep. Trump Trump said, "Let's Trump. do it." While they're not thinking that we're going to do it, <laughs> Trump just did it. Yeah, and. Uh, the Republican, you know, Mitch McConnell's like, well, if we have to do, have to consult on that, we will. But you know, so, but um, there were a few that called that he shouldn't do that before consulting John Congress. McCain, was for it example. John? Yeah, yeah. Well, and President Obama was right four years ago. It is an act of war, as broadly understood by the international community, to go and just bomb somebody's. And he did territory. find a non-military solution in that there was right. an agreement, and I, I forget mean, what it's called. But I've heard a UN number of agreement. people sort of criticize President Obama for backing down and looking weak, and I don't. I, that's just not how he it, achieved it, at the time. He achieved right. the yes. removal. And it's not of how it. it read to me because it, 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 like he went to Congress and said, "I need authorization to do this," and Congress was. They hadn't even considered it. Well, they, they? they were they were condemning it and refusing to grant it and saying that we weren't even, weren't even going to vote for it, and then or vote on it. And then the Russians intervened and said, "Well, we'll broker a deal." Yeah. And at least part of the reason why the Russians did that in the first place was because the Americans, you know, we were thinking about taking armed uh, an armed response. So, and my understanding is that Obama had talked to the Russians before that, and they had come to the conclusion that if the Russians offered the deal, Assad would go along with it. Right, it was because it was the Russians. Because Assad yeah. has really only two friends in the world, Iran and, and Russia. 
All right. So it just seemed to me like rather than being uh, a sign of him being ineffectual and weak, it was a sign of him, you know, what's the old samurai adage? The sharpest sword is the one that never leaves its scabbard. You know, it's like he didn't need to blow anything up because that's, that's Schrodinger's sword. Yeah. I, I thought it was Occam's. So, um, so you know, it, it it's it doesn't strike me as uh, uh, a bad move on President Obama's part to have accepted a diplomatic solution rather than actually commit American forces or spend you know you know a whole bunch of money blowing things up. I mean, Tomahawk missiles cost what a quarter million dollars each, I think, something like that. Yeah. But, but keep in mind that these were probably old ones that they were going to have to retire anyway. So using them, <laughs> you don't really lose anything. Ah, so it's a sunk cost issue. Yeah, yes. fair enough. Yeah. The, the you depreciation. have to destroy it safely or drop it on Syria. Right? Ah, so, but still, you know, nearly so, 60 tomahawks, <laughs> is that's 15, a whole lot of firepower. It's $15 million worth, yeah, at depreciation. Yeah, and they're what? I think it's like 1,000-pound explosives in each one. Yeah, so. something like that. So. And they couldn't detect them. I was reading something about how low they fly and how yes. they just they couldn't. That, that yeah. is specifically <laughs> the point of a cruise missile. Yeah, yeah. and that Russia's going to upgrade some of the the uh, radar and, systems. And by the way, now. for those journalists out there, stop calling it an airstrike. It's not an airstrike. It's a missile strike. There's a difference. Oh right, because it came from boats. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, that and excuse me, ships. Ships. <laughs> Didn't you case, guys yes. get after me? Before? If they had been launched by submarines, those are boats. Well, and, you know, uh, the, 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 yeah, they came out of the sky. So, sure, they came from the air. But, but yeah, like the way the military talks about it. Yes. Yeah. An airstrike requires aircraft. So, but. So, I'm amazed stuff that you up. guys aren't distressed by this. Cause I, you know, last week I was saying I World am, War III could, we could go either way. I'm well, very keep concerned in mind but, that, that we've said a couple of different things here. One is that, the Syrians clearly deserved this. They had it coming. And given that they attacked the airfield from which those planes launched the sarin gas attack, or the presumed sarin gas attack, it was very well deserved. The other thing is that under international law, attacking a sovereign nation, and Syria still is a sovereign nation. And for better or for worse, the Assad regime is still the uh, de still facto the government. recognized government. Yes. Yeah. It's very different than attacking a non-state actor like the Islamic State group. Yeah. This isn't like drone strikes in Yemen or even the raid to get bin Laden in uh, 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 Pakistan uh, what, five years ago. Yes, because so. under international law, you actually allo are allowed to cross over international borders to get at somebody who's attacking you if that if that country does not do something about it themselves. So, you know, so yeah, it, it, to, to me personally, I'm certainly very worried about this because me too. You know, what what's what's going to happen next? Um and this is a a volt foss. This is a complete reversal on the part of President Trump in terms of how he's approaching Syria and what he's expressed his interest in. I mean, like, it was in the past week, I, I think Tillerson— He said he's changed his mind about Syria, yeah. about Assad, right. not right. Syria. Secretary yeah. Tillerson was saying, like, well, I think we're just going to have to accept that Assad is there to stay, and we're going to have to deal with him in some way and concentrate on fighting ISIS. And now, I mean, like, I, I have to say, I genuinely believe that President Trump had an actual— emotive emotional response to seeing these 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 horrible pictures on tv pictures on tv of children dying i believe that he was genuinely outraged and horrified and 
uh, and I think his response is certainly an understandable one, and so I kind of agree with that. But at the same time, um, that's a heck of a thing to be doing when you're the president of the United States and you can pick up a phone and launch fifty-nine Tomahawk cruise missiles. <laughs> you know, right. they tried to launch sixty, right? And one went. They don't know where the other one went. The GPS didn't work I on it or something. Don't know. I just heard fifty-nine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Something else to keep in mind is that Trump didn't do this by himself. He talked to the generals, and he's completely surrounded by generals. They're about the only people oh, he Dog has Mattis. in his, his cabinet. General Mattis, and also uh, National <laughs> Security Advisor General McMaster, who is yeah. also highly respected. But, um, so well you know, it, it's, it's again one of those things, now let's see when the other shoe drops. Yeah. What's yeah. next? Well, and so Russia has uh, uh, protested, and they are very upset because Syria is their. You major, should have heard them at the UN. Yeah, <laughs> is their major client state, their yes. only client state in, in the in the Middle East, and the only, uh, I think, the only Russian military base outside of Russia or outside of the former Soviet Union. It's certainly the largest. Yeah. So, the interesting thing is that um, the Russians are supplying the Syrians with all of their materiel, all of their weapons and weapon it's a systems. big sale, right? Big sales. And back and well, the thing is oh, that yeah. the Syrians don't have a lot of money. On the other hand, it's a great place to show off your weapon systems to other countries who don't want to buy American weapons. Oh, good so point. So you can say... And you can actually see them in action. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you can say, hey, you want to see what sarin gas does? Take a look. You want to see what our our sur oh, our surface to our ground our, our air to surface <laughs> missiles will do to those insurgents? Watch, yeah, yeah. So wow. Well, I just I think I may be giving Trump too much credit, and you know I don't support him and don't like no. him. But the fact that he called the Russians, let them know that we were going to do this through the hotline that we we're going to hit this particular base and then i'm sure they watched to see if all the russians planes left so they knew for sure they'd been there <laughs> and the, and you know that is actually a good strategy because it tied the russians to it well, tied to I, that it base keep in, keep in mind they they've been watching that base for a long time they knew the migs were there they knew yeah. the russian migs were there but pictures of them flying out just before yeah. the strike sort of does <laughs> well and i don't well <laughs> some some russian planes were destroyed though. yes and i i honestly i doubt President Trump specifically thought we should tell the Russians, but maybe he did. After I'm surprised all. they did. Actually, I would have thought oh, they no, would the just hit. The generals would definitely say we have to tell the Russians because if you kill, say, a thousand Russians there, Putin has to respond somehow. Yeah. And well, then things turn ugly. Oh, so he fast. was lowering the um, the bad outcome. He was yes. he was lessening the the risk. Well, and also it looks less bad. You, you, you know, it's easier for us to 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 justify it if we say. We blew up an air base, but, you know, we minimized or maybe even avoided any loss of life. And they moved the sarin so it wouldn't get blown up all over the airport, right? No, the sarin was still there. <laughs> oh, it is? And they <laughs> specifically did not target the the gas <laughs> deposit uh, or the nerve Whatever agent the deposit. Yeah. Really? Be, yeah, because they didn't want a plume of sarin gas to drift over. Um, oh, it's near homes. Somebody's home. over civilian yeah. areas. Is it homes? It's near homes, right, in Syria? Right, it's the yeah. airport yeah. next to homes. There, there are, there I are, don't mean people's homes, H-O-M-S. Well, there, there are, there are homes, people's yeah. homes <laughs> that would have been downwind of any plume. The only way to take it out would be to use a tactical nuke because that would incinerate everything there. Well, you could have used some kind of high-powered incendiary, but those I don't think fit on no, cruise you missiles. No, couldn't, you couldn't count on that. 
I, I don't if you were if you were using Willie Pete's or something, you couldn't no, I don't count th- on that doing the job. I'm I'm saying like something like a fuel air bomb, but I mean you can't put that on a cruise missile. Oh no, and <laughs> that would require something like a B fifty two and even a fuel air explosive might not take out all the sarin gas. Okay. A nuke definitely would. Well, yeah, obviously. <laughs> You're not proposing nukes. He is no, not. No, I am I not <laughs> proposing nukes. I'm just saying. Fact, I just wanted to clarify if, that. If you <laughs> wanted to make sure to burn up all of that gas before it drifted over a civilian area, that would be the I, way to I, do I, it. I think implicitly, George, the whole point of George's point is like, well, of course we're not going to use a nuke. And since that's the only way we could do it and be sure with a, a missile strike, well, then obviously we weren't going to target the sarin deposit. See, if so, they hit the yeah. sarin, it would be absolute proof that it was there. I, I don't <laughs> think there's any real, yeah. real doubt. The problem is that then we the couldn't complain about them us. killing civilians with sarin gas because we would have done the same thing. Right. It's certainly... Thank goodness for the generals. Yeah. So I just want to mention, this is civil politics here on Valley Free Radio. So, um, yeah. So, Sue, so, like, I know you, you said you're you're ambiguous about it, but is there... Is there anything about more it ambivalent, but not ambivalent? <laughs> well, so so what? What in your opinion, the way from where you sit, you know, as a conservative, someone who's dubious about the U.S. throwing its weight around overseas too much, um, not a pacifist. No, I, think, I know that, I but think I mean, of all the things I could have done, that you own guns. No. <laughs> no, no, but I mean, like, like I think I remember what, like one of the first times you and I had a long conversation. You basically made a point of saying how you agreed with. President Washington that avoiding foreign entanglements was not a dumb idea, you yeah, know? And yeah. so getting involved in foreign wars is a, is a great way to, to ruin the nation, and so we should avoid I, that. I do no. worry. About, I've said yeah. it last week, and, you know, I worry about World War III because of the, this whole thing is kind well, of... But I think I, all of us worry about World War III if it actually happens, yeah. And, and <laughs> I think this is the first step towards that, but I think it mm. was actually a surgical strike, and I, and I agree with you guys, and it's sort of amazing because we're at such opposite ends of the spectrum of you know, sort of our belief systems. And it's interesting that all of us are like, oh, well, he deserved it. You know, it was nerve gas. We said we'd do this. The UN was useless. They, they well, were the just, UN doesn't have an army or anything. No, so, but they, you know. they, Nikki Haley went to them last week to try yeah. and get, you know, and, and it's very interesting well, to listen to people talk about it. It's like, well, we need more talking, and it's like... <laughs> well, you know, the Security Council has, has Russia's permanent veto, so any time... And they did veto it. Yeah. So, yes, so. But, I mean, even the other countries that you would have expected to say something. Um, it w- it's sort of striking, and that means that the U.S. has to lead, and boy, that's a tough spot to yeah. be in. Particularly when you have a president who has abdicated the U.S.'s position on the world stage for his America First uh, rhetoric. People were calling it a sugar high for him. Right. And a number of people... uh, Which is scary. I've read some articles articles talking about... uh, the, uh, the the white nationalist America firsters who are you know some of his most ardent supporters and apparently they're uh, very upset because the last thing yep. they want is for him to you know get involved in a war in the Middle East and possibly piss off the Russians. Though, though we should also point out that George Washington was involved in a number of foreign entanglements. Yeah. But he warned when, when we warn against them. finally won the rebellion against England, one of the first things we ended up doing was getting into a war with France and the Caribbean. (laughs) After they've been so good to us. Yeah, just a very interesting time, just a moment where you feel like people are just sort of looking at this and 
thinking about it. And they are shocked, I think, by his quickness. And I'm afraid of his impulse control. That's yeah. actually one of the things that concerns uh, I, me. I mean, this discrete decision... I, yeah, you're right. I think we all, I think the three of us agree. And, I, and a lot of people, you know, know Stefan across the political spectrum. Yeah. yeah, actually, I'd be curious to know the, the what? Sorry, what are peanut Sorry, I was, I was reading <laughs> comics over here. So um, just wondering how you two think about uh, the decision to actually launch a missile strike on that air base. Like the actual military action in and of itself. Do you think it was like well judged? Do you think it was an appropriate response to, you know, using sarin nerve gas on civilians. I mean, I, I think there's some justification for it, and I think it's, like, if we're going to do something militarily, I think that's the thing to do. So, Stefan, what do you think? Well, I, I certainly understand the justification. I think, I think the politics is what really makes this thorny, mm-hmm. more so than the sort of tit-for-tat um, military action. Because, you know, we, I mean, the United States has kind of a history of, doing this you know we've we we did this in the 90s to saddam you know saddam uh, some some sort of tin pot dictator goes a little too far on the war crimes who we propped up probably and then you know you've got the the you know team america has to go you know open up a can of 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 whoop (laughs) but um but the the problem is is that syria is is has so many actors who have you know who are tied into major world powers and and Russia is a world power in this part of the world that and because of the the policy reversal I mean half the right wing is going nuts it's fascinating to watch Richard Spencer Mr you know cold clock who got you know his, his face taken up by an antifa person at at uh, the women's march the white nationalist yes uh, was going nuts on Twitter about this, and and I think a lot of sort of the isolationist paleo conservatives who paleo? like Trump, paleo <laughs> conservatives. It's a no, it's a term like you know the the the, bu- the Buchanan wing. Yes. Yeah. Who? Who? Yeah. You know. America who, first. Uh, sorry, I was reading the Flintstones earlier. Um, no. Uh, <laughs> they have their own Flint weapons. So yes. You know, <laughs> oh God. Um, but they, you know. Th- they they like isolationist politics, and part of Donald Trump's appeal was, you know, we're going to stop being the world, you know, the sort of the moral arbiter of the world, and mm-hmm. do and put America first. And this this seems like a very a weirdly liberal, classically liberal in terms of sort of internationalist focused move from him. And I'm I'm wondering who it comes from, and and who in his circle is sort of pushing him towards this because. I look at Trump and I sort of see a constellation of interests pushing him on, and and I'm, I'm I want more clarity on this before I know how to feel about it. I guess. Yeah, of course I would have said one of the, part of that constellation of interests were the Russians, who <laughs> you know were clearly involved in getting him elected. I kind of wonder if like like that urgent phone call to the Russians telling them it was going to happen was in part like, okay, look, don't call in my loans. <laughs> this is just going to be a one-off thing. A pinprick. It'll just don't be a pinprick. Don't worry about it. Don't show the golden showers. <laughs> yeah. Leave oh. dead in default. Oh, no. Oh. What about Sean? You had to go there, George. <laughs> so, uh, this Last word before our, our break to genre. This actually reminds me um, of the, a, a, sm- a little show called The West Wing. In the first season, <laughs> um, there was a, there was an attack on a on a on a U.S. helicopter and and that was a the, liberal science fiction fantasy show, I think. Yes. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I wish I lived there. So um, <coughs> there was a, an attack on on uh, on American transport. Uh, someone that the president uh, cared about was was killed there, and he got 
pissed. Oh yeah, and, that was like the second episode. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the second or third. It and, was um, his doctor. Yes, yeah. and uh, he he wanted to just bring down the the fist of God on on this country that that uh, did it. And the general said, "Yeah, we can kill all these people. It's a five hundred dollar fine for a fifty dollar theft or something like that." It's yeah. like, and uh, this 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 reminds me of that because afterwards he chose a measured thing like you you destroy they destroy a, a transport we destroy a communications tower that's how it's done this really seems like an appropriate response shockingly um, for trump yeah, well i mean it's appropriate not i think inappropriate no i think it is, it's it's an appropriate an response appropriate. because Sorry. one it was a military strike two it would they they took care not to hit the place where the sarin was held um, it wasn't just, it wasn't just a shotgun blast, you know, it was very, it was precise. And so I think that's, I think that was appropriate, like the, um, the, the, the actual action, um, the politics around it is crazy because it's incredibly partisan because like we were talking about the, um, the striking, um, uh, not Syria, uh, Iran. No, Libya, Libya, Iraq, Libya, <laughs> Libya in the eighties under Reagan and Iraq in the no Libya yeah. under Obama. Oh, that one with Gaddafi. Yeah, it just uh, so was the one with that. Reagan, yeah. but yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> um, so it seemed it seemed appropriate, basically. Uh, that's why I think you're right. It is sort of in that sort of that realpolitik proportional response, not over overplaying your hand kind of approach. It's it's definitely so, the way the game is played, as, as it were. So does that mean that we're sort of not the moral leader, but that we really have taken the role of saying you won't have weapons like that? I mean, Maybe. we're the only ones. We did it by ourselves. Well, why don't we talk about it more when you get back from the break? Yeah, because that, that is one of the questions I, I sort of wanted to, us to think about. Do we even have like a coherent foreign policy anymore nope. with President Trump? And, and this is... This is certainly fodder for that. But yes, we should take a short break, play some PSAs and other announcements to satisfy the FCC's requirements. But uh, we'll be back uh, shortly with more civil politics here on Valley Free Radio. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Have you always loved to read but find it hard to do these days? Forbes Library offers a variety of alternatives to keep you reading long into the night. A large selection of large print books, audiobooks, and easy-to-use e-books and e-audiobooks are available to borrow. You will find bestsellers, classics, and nonfiction offerings. Forbes Library is now affiliated with the National Library Service to provide audiobooks, magazines, and even the daily news for people with vision loss, difficulty holding traditional book or newspaper formats, and for people with certain learning disabilities. Our staff is happy to help you find just the book in just the right format. Call 413-587-1013 to find out more. Hi, my name's Leo, and I use he, him, his pronouns. Hi, my name's AJ, and I use they, them, theirs pronouns. Did you know that sex is your biology and gender is how you identify? You can't assume someone's gender. Based on their clothes. Based on their hair. Based on their voice. Who they hang out with. Who they're attracted to. My gender isn't your business. Ask me my pronouns! Brought to you by the PVPA Student Group for Gender, Sexuality, and Diversity. You spin me right round, baby, right round. Oh. 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 Oh
Tune in to Subculture, the best in new wave, electro, dance, indie pop, and funk music. Friday nights from 8 to 10 here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJ 103.3 FM. Sundays at 10 a.m., WXOJ's radio show, Occupy the Airwaves, has the latest news from the occupation movement locally, regionally, nationally, and around the planet. Tune in at 103.3 FM or webcasting at www.valleyfreeradio.org. Blogging at occupytheairwaves.wordpress.com. Listeners can call into the show at 413-585-1033. Table of Contents is a weekly music program that assembles an assortment of songs and sounds of many genres, and which may entail literally taking a random collection of musical sources off the shelf and giving them a turn on the table or spin in the CD or tape player. Each week presenting shows which can at times be organized orderly and at other times perhaps be not as much so, yet never dull. Tune in Friday nights, 10 p.m. till midnight on WXOJ LP, Northampton 103.3 FM. Hi, I'm Charlie. I fight fires and I save lives. My name's Renee. I'm a cardiologist. I save lives. My name's Anthony. I'm an EMT. I save lives. You don't have to be a professional to save a life. Firefighters, doctors, and others save lives. You can too. Don't wait. To learn more about the warning signs and how you can help prevent suicide, visit save.org. In a crisis, call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-TALK. It's Matthew Squire, host of the Matter Day radio show. We are Monday, 1 to 2 in the afternoon. We talk to people who are actors, we talk to people who are stunt people, and we talk to people who are musicians, writers, and anything else you can imagine. World record holders have been on the show, but why? What holds all these people together? Well, it's a common love for one thing, video games. That's right. We've talked to people who hold world records in video games, people who have written and make their lives writing video games, and stunt actors who have done work in video games. So join me every Monday, 1 to 2, on this station to listen to more as we dive into the world and the art that is video games. Hey, young man you are. And we're back <laughs> with Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP, 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. Hey, Mike, how can people get in touch with us? Uh, well... Uh, you can come down to the station and yell at us. Uh, <laughs> or through the window. We, we, we like that. Um, otherwise, you could try a more civilized approach. You can call the station line at 413-585-1033, though uh, I don't know that we'll actually pick it up and answer it on the air, but nevertheless, you could call us. <coughs> otherwise, you can email us at uh, Valley Free, uh, sorry, civilpoliticsradio at valleyfreeradio.org. On Facebook, we are facebook.com slash civilpoliticsradio, and on Twitter, it's at civilpoliticsfm. So I sort of, as we ended the first half of the show, I said, so do we have even have, like, a single foreign policy anymore? And maybe connected to that is, like, like what do you guys think is should be our next step or shouldn't be our next step? I mean, like, where do we go from here as a nation? I'm interested not only in what you guys think we think the Trump administration is going to do or might do, but also what you think we should do, regardless of what will actually happen. I think that we (laughs) should leave a horse's head in Assad's bed and then say to him, you know, 
I understand that Tahiti is a magical place. You should go there. I. If we could actually, <laughs> that's a double reference. If we could make that happen, that would be uh, that would be impressive. Yeah, I think that you know now that we've demonstrated, yeah, we can destroy your stuff. Well, making well, he knew that before. Well, yes, but nobody actually did anything. Right. So at this point, you say it would be a good time for you to leave. It would be a good time for you to retreat. It may end up that Syria ends up being broken up into several parts. The Alawites get part A, another group gets part B, another group gets part C, but Assad cannot end up in control of this country. And You mean we shouldn't let him under pretty much any circumstances? I don't think the world will let him at this point. Well, uh, unless the world's really ready to fight, fight him about it, the Russians are going to keep propping him up until he yeah, takes it all and, over again. And the Iranians are going to keep sending him money and yeah. whatnot. But the fact is that this realistically has to be the way this ends. Otherwise, yeah, it does become a world war. Okay. Um, so you think at some point uh, the United States or, <coughs> or who is going to actually go to war over this? Because as it is, uh, if the Assad regime continues to uh, uh, sort of make the uh, territorial advances that they've made, at some point they'll, they'll drive all the rebels out of Syrian territory, and then they can just be like, well, you know, and they'll, they'll take care of ISIS in that area, and they'll just say, this is, this is ours again. And uh, I don't know what will happen to the, what is it, 4 million people who fled Syria? Like, will they well, try well, to go home? that's part of the problem. You can't and the just drive people. Internally. You can't just drive people out and say that's the end of it. Because those people are going to come back. And they're going to come back as members of the Islamic State group. And they're going to come back as members of other radicalized groups. This war never ends as long as Assad is in place. And the that Turks can't afford that. The other surrounding countries can't afford that. Somebody's going to have to step in and say, look, we can't have these people doing this all the time. Sure. And as so long as the, the Russians and the Iranians are willing to keep propping him up, I don't see that the Turks or whatever are going to make him stop. So The problem right now is that the Turkey is going to have to keep striking across that border because the Kurds are there. They're not going to let the Kurds into their country. They're going to keep going after the Kurds, and the Kurds are in Syria. So either Turkey starts a war with Syria or Syria starts a war with Turkey, which brings us into it anyway because Turkey well, is a NATO, NATO. country. Yeah. yeah. So as soon as Syria attacks Turkey— And the Kurds, are, the Kurds are our most effective on-the-ground allies in actually fighting with uh, the Islamic State. That is correct. And i got to say, the uh, if there's one sort of ethnic faction out there that— I have some real sympathy with at the moment. It's the Kurds because they've demonstrated, uh, you know, competence they've and something. stood up when a lot of people haven't. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. and not just there, but also in Iraq, they were, yes. you know, receptive to us and uh, much they more interested. Take cities in, until they said they didn't want them to. Yeah, yeah well, yeah. and they, they, they like. I have a certain soft spot in my heart for. Uh, for cultures that are just like, you know what? I think we'd like to get, you know, fat, happy, and rich and just sort of sit around and be prosperous. And that <laughs> seems to be what the Kurds want to do. You know, they don't seem to be really interested in prosecuting a great ideological war with anybody. Nope. So, and if, if we let this happen soon enough, they can form a Kurdistan where, you know, people can sit around and be happy. The Turks won't be happy with that. The Iranians won't be happy with right. that. But I say the hell with them. Because, wow, it, nobody seems to like the Kurds. 
<clears throat> Except I, us. Well, I think anar- arguably, well, actually, that's getting off topic. But let's not talk about the Kurds too much right now, because I. But so, what do you think about the United States? What do you think we should do next? I think, I think Trump should call up Putin and say, "Okay, so Assad has to go. Do you want Syria? You can take it. You can have it." I don't think that. And could Russia would. I think that would be an work. extraordinarily bad idea. And Russia would fight with Iran over it, and we'd be out of it. So. Well, but I, I just, you know, you, th- you want the Russians to, like, you're saying suggest the Russians could actually move in and, like, annex it or just occupy it? Just it's sort of a management over. contract, you know, to get it through its uh, its adventure. Well, wow. well, first of all, I don't think that the Pentagon would ever allow that no. to happen. Well, no. And I think it would be a bad idea from so many points. Well, the, the, the Pentagon, the Pentagon uh, it, it, uh, will do what the civilian government tells it to do. And if this is some kind of diplomatic solution, they'll suck it up and deal with it. But, yeah. You really believe that, huh? Sort of like the Germans. I really believe that the, <laughs> that the Pentagon won't uh, 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 commit treason and, and, and mutiny. Look at the uh, general that didn't go all well, the way it, to— uh, First of all, it wouldn't be treason under the definition of treason. Sedition, then, whatever. Yes, but there's plenty of things that you can do short of that. Sure. I'm not saying they'd love it, but I'm saying if they... Mr. President, we're going to sit back here and give you a chance to think about this plan of yours. Yeah. Who was the really hot storm in Norman? And they wouldn't let him go finish... Norman Schwarzkopf. Yeah, they they wouldn't let him finish the job. He couldn't go into Baghdad, and he so wanted to be done with this. And he didn't... He did what he was told, right. and he, he regretted That's it, and he hated it. That's one of the things I it. really appreciate about the U.S. military yeah. is it's ve- like pretty much everybody in the U.S. military is very conscientious about the military serves the civilian government. But setting that aside, yeah. like uh, you know, like uh, you're right, George. The, civ- the the military can certainly has ways of making its displeasure known, Slow but walk. they will still <laughs> shut up and follow orders when they are given that. Yes, but, but no, that's nobody not the sane issue. would give that order, but and I don't think anybody would give that order under any well, that's, circumstances. That's that's not the, the issue, really. So yeah, like, and I'm not saying militarily. I'm just saying that a, a phone call between Trump and Putin and sort of divvying up who was going to get what well, but so, would so, keep us out of it and well, might get sure, rid of Well, sure, but I just don't see how that could possibly work and I don't see how the Russians would agree to it because that would basically make them an occupying force. And if, like, like they would be even less popular than Assad because like he, they wouldn't even have like a sort of a faction of the Syrian population that saw them as like, oh, these, this is our guy, this is our people, and this is our territory. And you know, like he's a Syrian ruling Syria. Why shouldn't he be in charge? You know, he's one of us. You know, Vladimir Putin is not one of them. Yeah. You know, like there's there's nothing about that I think that would appeal to anybody on the ground in Syria, and I just think that, that would turn out to be, you know, the kind of the kind of horrendous nightmare that would make them long for the good old days of their invasion of Afghanistan. Which <laughs> you mean Russia? Yeah. Yes, Russia. Which Russia's uh, invasion? Yeah. Which which went super well. Oh yeah. yeah. Yes, yeah, Russia's totally. invasion of Afghanistan, as yeah. opposed to our invasion of Afghanistan. <laughs> Um, or the English invasion of <laughs> Afghanistan one, or the English invasion of Afghanistan <laughs> two, yeah, which ended pretty much the same way. But I think um, retreating down the Khyber Pass. All all <laughs> kidding aside, that it's it's going to take Putin agreeing to get Assad out of there. Yeah, and and there's got to be something that we can give Putin and, to get him to get Assad out of there. Well, I don't th- like, and what, they have a lot of business well, well, deals yeah, there. What would and, that be? And I think that that was part of what I was suggesting. The Navy too, base that the. Russians are going to have to be part of this, oh. but uh, but they're going to have to talk Assad into leaving. Why would they do that? 
he's their boy, <clears throat> and they've been backing him a long time. You know, I mean, they've been with him behind the, behind him in this whole war. So I mean, you know, there's the there's the sunken cost fallacy going on as well as everything else. You know, I mean, like the Russians have already backed him this far. Why are they going to turn on? Well, him? Putin is a little bit like Trump in that if he's going to lose it, he will he will change his tactic. I mean, he's oh, very yeah. what do you call it pragmatic? Sure. So I'm but, just saying that somehow you got to get Putin in that deal to get rid of Assad. Well, and I'm just and I, I and honestly just wonder. How you know, like, yeah. like what, what, what could we offer? And that I guess is you know, so like, what is Vietnam? The na- the navy base. The United <laughs> States will offer them Vietnam. <laughs> yeah. Like how? Like like what could the like? Uh, what you does know, he want? Yeah. What it, what is it? Because they have oil, in, right? They have lots of money transactions. There's all kinds yeah. of fingers that are going. You know, and the Russians yes. already have like a like a, their tentacles into the Trump administration, right? They have tentacles into. Quite a few different. Yeah. Did you see that article in the uh, in the Onion that came out this afternoon oh, no. saying like uh, uh, something like the headline was something like President Trump confident that uh, 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 military action in Syria has destroyed any interest in uh, Russian election hacking or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> well, I'm just. And he, and, well, we're perfectly prepared <laughs> to launch more strikes until people completely forget about the whole thing. Though, yeah. though another thing that happened this week of considerable importance is that um, Nunes, chairman of the House Intelligence Committee, has stepped down from taking any part in the uh, Russian investigation and is himself now being investigated by the House Ethics Committee. Yeah, for for leaking classified information. Yeah, I think that's a great turn of... I wish he was off the committee entirely, but, you know, at least he's not going to be the chairman. Oh, we got a... <laughs> By the way, you know who's planning on running against Devin Nunes for his seat next year? No. no. Stefan <laughs> <laughs> I got to move to California first. George Takei. No. Zulu. Oh, no. That's I'm kidding. What? That false. was an April Fool prank he played. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a shame. I well, you in went my, for it. In my head, it's still happening. Yeah, <laughs> and I think it would. I would be brilliant. The, the interesting can't thing have American in, in terms of Stefan over there is if Bernie Sanders had won the nomination and had actually become president, he would be faced with the same problem and probably would have bombed the crap out of the airbase too. Yeah. <coughs> Yeah, I think it's amazing when we went to break that we all agreed that it was it was probably a good step. Yeah. On some level and maybe bad in the longer run, but that's amazing given I, our age disparity and uh, you know our religions and our parties and I mean that's a pretty good wait, thing. None of the three of us are religious. I don't think so. Well, I was talking about all five of us, but I'm oh, saying that people yeah. were, people were, you were probably christened. Stefan is religious? <laughs> I, I actually was christened. Yeah. You're right, yes. I um, so, also find it interesting that we've all agreed that Nunez had to go. Had to go. Yeah, I think really that's did. true, right? I, we didn't hear from genre, but. No, yeah. I, <laughs> nah, nah. Nah, he's got, he should be. I'm glad. Yeah. Oh, good. That was, that was. <laughs> yeah, isn't that an interesting That was really though? dumb. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, that's uh, I don't know if it's a first here on civil politics on Valley Free Radio, but it's certainly, you know, a nice development. Trump when... has unified the country. Yes, <laughs> against him. Except for the, would you say the right wing that's going wild over the mm. entanglements? Yes, and the... his biggest supporters, <laughs> the Nazis, 
are not in favor of what he's doing now. I wonder what his favorability rating is. I'm sure that's going to be. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it, around if here it, if it jumped ticks up, up a couple, uh, couple of points. Right now, it's at about. Well, the national polls are somewhat different than local polls. Uh, well, nationally, <laughs> he's at 37 percent. If you go to places like New York or Massachusetts, it's more like 22 to 25 percent. Oh. Gallup has him uh, at Gallup. Just Gallup has him at 40 dis- percent uh, approval, 54 percent disapproval. Yeah. So we should watch and that and see what happens. Currently in the northeastern United States, he's less popular than syphilis. Good to know. <laughs> well, sure. But who doesn't like a, you know, a... Uh, a spirochete between friends. Right. <laughs> well, originally syphilis uh, was uh, from a poem, and he's a Greek shepherd who gets a terrible disease. So oh, because sheep had comes it. From. Yeah, sheep yeah. had it. Actually, rabbits had it, too. Actually, um, people I know who have done the research, um, the ancient Greeks did not have syphilis. No. It, in fact, was imported to the old world from the new world. It's yeah. a new world disease. Or somebody went from the new world to the... We gave them smallpox, they gave yeah. us the clap. Somebody went over and came back and brought it back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. pretty much. The, well, yes, that's yeah. usually yeah. the way it's done. Yeah. So so um, we got a, f- a few minutes left. Uh, Gorsuch? <laughs> we can talk about... Oh, it's just gonna, do you think Congress should... Uh, we, do you think we should complain and, and, and insist that Congress actually have a debate about this and maybe authorize you know, future military action if, if President Trump wants to take it? Absolutely, yes. Okay. I mean, or because it seems like this is otherwise. I'm tired of them debating meaningless things. I've just about had it with Congress. You, you don't think uh, the I military just... force is a meaningless oh, thing? Well, by the way, in terms of <laughs> polls, I believe that Mitch McConnell is currently at about 18%. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's I, in Kentucky. I just, I, I well, just do you don't. think it would be a meaningless debate to have? I shouldn't say this, but I think they have nothing to add at the moment. No, I think they absolutely have to take part in this. The, 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 well, the legal authority to actually <coughs> declare war. Yes, but I think that that could happen later. I just don't. I just don't want to listen to it. I gotta say. All right. I well, just, fair I, enough. I, I would suggest you go home and turn off <laughs> C-span. C- C-span. Um, right. If I can add one more thing, Please. what they should do is uh, take care, like um, rescind the uh, the approval that they gave in two thousand one. Oh, that they were trying the to use uh, force, because yeah. that is that's. Pretty much what everybody's using to whatever. As I said earlier, that doesn't even that apply, doesn't apply in this case it because can't. it applies only to non-state actors. Yeah, it so didn't say yeah, in the, the Levant. The thing is that some some um, not even just legally, but like the the more morally people are people are like bringing that up and everything. If we yeah. just completely wipe it out, and that that removes that point of conversation, and then Congress should debate a new a new measure I that agree. would have different controls on it. I agree. Yeah. I also think that uh, that authorization of the use of point. force should have like some kind of time limit on it. Like I think it's ridiculous that something that was uh, until it's done, they can right, use exactly. force until it's <laughs> it, you know it'll it'll never be done, especially so long as you've got a, a virulent and Islamic <laughs> well as virulent an Islamophobe in the White House as Trump. You know, like when will he be ready? Done with his war on Islamic terror? You know. God knows when. Did you see there's, is it Abu Avanka? She has an Arab name. Somebody gave her an Arab name. Who? I, Abu Avanka. Who? Avanka Trump. What's, what's the context? Of I did just not see Arab. that Yeah, there's a little piece name. in the BBC. I didn't read the article. It was just about her new Arab name. Mm. So, 
Well, yeah. So we all, we have a, just a few minutes left. But so, so what do she, you think? She can't sell anything in the United States, so she's going to try to sell things in the Arab world now. I, I sorry, I didn't read that, but there was just a piece, and they said what it was well, that she has. You know, it's sort of like taking an Indian American Indian name when they ask you to join the tribe. You know, it's uh, a Richard never actually Indian names, yeah. um, which they. But, uh, but it means father of Ivanka. They're praising him as if that that is what they're um, the they'd be praising Trump as that. Yeah. Arabs on social media are are showering U.S. President Donald Trump with thanks and praise after he ordered the first direct oh, attack. That's interesting. Um, and shortly after, uh, some Arab social media users started referring to the president as Abu Ivanka, father of Ivanka, a sign of oh, respect. Because they liked her better. <laughs> because they really in the end didn't you realize that's an insult, right? Because mm-hmm. his father. That's what I'm reading. It's the father of the daughter. You're saying that you have no value in and of yourself. Well, I can certainly the, see why they Americans have Trump. trouble with yeah. that language too. This is a classic too. insult. Oh. Yeah, I, was, I didn't specifically see it as that. But, but that certainly yeah. made sense. Regardless, is like, wow, we don't want to say that. I mean, you know, even even when you don't mean to be insulting, it's like, why are there? Why are there uh, basically no Jewish children named after the king of? Uh, Denmark, despite the the Danes going to great lengths to protect Jews from the Nazi occupation, because the king was named Christian the Tenth. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Entirely different reason. And they're like, yeah, yeah, but I mean, it's sort of like, yeah. it's sort Perhaps of like we'll find another name. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like calling your car a Nova, which means no go in Spanish. Yeah, you know, I don't it's think just it means that. <laughs> But I don't it doesn't. Spanish. That's actually a joke. And yeah. Citroen in the in the for the French car because yeah. it's a lemon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so never we, mind. So we're we're basically done with civil politics tonight. We didn't even get a chance to talk about the Senate's decision to put a plagiarist on the Supreme Court. Uh, yeah, he's our our yes. um, ninth. And if if you've read judge. those passages from that book, oh, that's very they close. Look very much the same. Yeah, yeah I, yeah. I looked through your article that you sent around. Yeah, it was. The, it didn't look good to yeah. me. Yeah. No. Well, so. you know, MLK did too. So, you know, some of his papers that are at BC. Oh, BC, really? BU. Well, that's interesting. But yeah. He he wasn't uh, appointed to an important p- uh, position in our government explicitly on the basis of his intellectual acumen. Yeah. So we'll have to talk about Neil next week. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> the nuclear option in the in the Senate and so forth. Yeah. Will it make it partisan forever now? Yes. Do you think I, that's absolutely it? no I, question. I I think I think it'll make it, it partisan in a different way. It'll change the way it works, and I think yeah. I think as the wheel of 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 fortune turns in our electoral politics, I think uh, the conservatives will deeply regret this decision. But we can talk about that next week because we are running out of time. Subcultures coming up uh, in just a couple of minutes here on Valley Free Radio. Uh, that's Happy a, birthday, Mike! And yes, I'm older. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and a shout out to all my friends who uh, have been uh, saying nice things to me all day. Thank you, folks. <clears throat> and uh, hi, mom. <laughs> and um, yeah, it's all right. So anyway, that's it for civil politics tonight here on Valley Free Radio. I hope you'll join us again next week for more. Uh, while we talk about uh, well, whether or not we're still here after <laughs> after things escalate. <laughs> But anyway, that's it for tonight. Thanks for listening. Good night.